You're listening to Mitnick's Monthly Brushstrokes, a podcast on the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. I'm Keith Mitnick, author of Don't Eat the Bruises. For more information, visit keithmitnick.com or email me. It's kmitnick at forthepeople.com. Hello again, everybody. Uh, This time I want to talk to you about slip and falls in grocery stores or, or similar businesses. And this is another situation where we can look at the case from a first knee-jerk reaction and say, boy, it's got a lot of problems. This case can't have a lot of value because my chances of winning aren't all that good. So I need to have deep cuts into the value of the case for settlement. And I want to encourage you to rethink that. Because just like in the last uh, episode, we were talking about how trip and falls that are open and obvious on first knee-jerk reaction sounded like, oh my gosh, big, big comparative, maybe even lose the case with that sidewalk that was pushed up. And by the end, we got zero comparative fault and can reproduce that over and over and over because the knee-jerk reaction was simply human but wrong. And it's the same thing with these slip and falls. And I want to address something. Most jurisdictions, to one degree or another, have... Uh, hurdles under the law, either case law or statutory law, about how long the notice has to be there to be able to find liability. And I know in Florida, for example, there's always a risk of getting a summary judgment against you on it. So that has put me right ground zero on figuring out how to get justice and fairness in a right result when you're faced with those kind of unfair uh, hurdles. And Here's why, let me start with why it's unfair, and then I'm going to convert it into the arguments either for the judge or the jury um, to bring this to life. But the starting concept is we are skipping a step when you go right to the notice because they're going to prove by the position the defendant takes that sometimes when things get on the floor, There simply isn't enough time to clean it up and find out about it and clean it up. And as a practical matter, there are situations where that's true. A lot of times it's been there long enough and they're just not doing their job. But sometimes, you know, it may have gotten there not long before your client came. Does that mean they should have no responsibility? It's just tough luck your client hit something on their their floor went down and it changed their life forever with a significant injury? And in my mind, no, that's not fair at all. They ought to be responsible. So that led me to start thinking, just like I thought about the sidewalk, why is it that my client is right and they're wrong in spite of the fact that there may not have been adequate time for them to have been put on notice about this particular spill or debris and clean it up? Why should they still be responsible? Isn't that asking too much? And the answer is no, it's not. And then I thought through it, and here's why. They are on notice of something before that hits the floor. What are they on notice of? Several things. Number one, they're on notice that the type of flooring they chose, and they didn't have to choose this kind of flooring, but the type of flooring they chose will not tolerate moisture. 
the minute moisture gets on it, it's like ice. Why? 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 It rains outside. People aren't falling in the parking lot or on the sidewalk, and it's got damn rainwater on it. How come a little bit of water dripping off ice turns it like slick as ice? Two reasons. That flooring is not porous. Unlike you go outside in a sidewalk that's concrete out there and it's that concrete that's porous or the asphalt, moisture doesn't sit in pool. It will if it's just pouring. But then it gets so big you splash, you don't slip. So it is porous, number one. And number two, it has grit, grain. I call it grip, like G-R-I-P, grip. It'll grip the shoe. It's got a bit of a roughness to it. It's not slick as ice. So the moisture outside on asphalt or concrete is falling on something that has the fancy engineering word is coefficient of friction. I just say grip. And it's porous, so it the water has a way to seep through it and around it. You get a little bit of moisture inside those stores, they have designed those floors with zero grip, no coefficient of friction, and with no porosity, meaning the water sits in pools and that little bit of water is like having a sheet of ice. It's like spilling oil on the ground. You hit it, you're going down. They absolutely know moisture on the floor creates a ultra-hazardous condition. They know it. Why is it ultra-hazardous? Because that little bit of moisture creates this instantaneous slick as ice. But it, that's not the end of the danger. It also knows that people can't protect themselves. Why? Because, A, they are by design taught to look up, not down. Nobody's putting product on the floor. The product is up on the shelves. The more you buy, the more money they make, and they put it all up on the shelves. So they are, it is unfair to say you ought to be looking where you're going, not under those circumstances, just like it's not a, you don't look where you're at your feet when you are on a sidewalk like you would in a minefield or a cactus field or a junkyard when you're wearing flip-flops. It's a totally different situation. Walking downtown to lunch, you don't stare at your feet, and you damn sure don't stare at your feet in the grocery store because you have to look up at the product. You're going to miss it, and they don't want you looking down. They want you looking up so you'll buy more stuff, and they'll make more money. But it's more than just that. I've had a uh, one of these brushstroke podcasts on that point in the past. I'm going to add something I've figured out since then, and then we're going to jump in front of this there's not enough time argument and beat them to the punch on that in a fair way. So this don't, I hope you don't think, gosh, I've heard this before, it's a rehash. No, it's not. The fundamental underlying subject's a rehash, but I'm adding some hot new stuff. So what's the new part about not seeing where you're going? Not watching your step. What do they give you at the front door? A cart. What's the purpose of the cart? To load as much shit in it as possible so they can make more money. What happens the minute you put a two, three things in the cart? You couldn't see what's on the floor in front of you if you put a gun to your head. You just can't do it. The cart is blocking your view. So, who knows better than anyone that the cart 
is blocking your view. They do. They're in the business of it. They gave you the cart. They were praying you'd use the cart. And they know you can't see through the cart. So in addition to it instantly turning slick as oil or ice, you can't protect yourself and they know it better than anyone. That's still not the end of why they're responsible. There's one more piece to it. They know full well that if people hit one of those puddles, and they're not puddles, they're hard to see, one of these spots of moisture, whether it's moisture from a grape, whether it's moisture from someone spilled out of the iced tea, that they have a machine that you can fill it to the brim and everyone gets their money's worth and fills it to the brim with ice, or some, you're near a freezer that's sweating water out, whatever it is, they know if you hit one of those spots that you can't see and protect yourself against that are going to be dangerous because of the type of flooring they pick, you're going to go down hard and in all likelihood get hurt bad because it's like falling on concrete because it is falling on concrete. You're hitting something hard as a rock and you're going down awkwardly and completely unexpectedly. You watch those videos from inside, from the eye in the sky. When people go down, they go down hard. So they know that people, it's, it's ultra dangerous because the harm is likely to be bad. And I said one more piece, I jumped the gun myself. There is a yet another piece of why they're responsible. They know absolutely that stuff will get on the floor. It's unavoidable. Those moistures are going to get there because customers are sloshing and not paying attention. They're in a hurry. They won't even realize they sloshed. Some of them do, and they're in too big a hurry to stop and get someone to clean it up. Others just had no clue. It was completely accidental, and they were unaware. So it's got, the freezers are going to leak. People are going to slosh. You got produce all over the place is going to get on the floor. It's going to fall not just in the produce. It's going to fall out of carts. So they know. Not only do they know it's going to get on the floor, not only do they know it's going to get on the floor and be very dangerous because it's going to be slick as oil, not only do they know you can't, the customers can't protect themselves, and not only do they know they're going to go down hard and probably get hurt bad, they don't know exactly when it's going to get on the floor. It's not a predictable cycle. It's not like, all right, we know every 15 minutes it's going to happen, every 30. You could go three hours and not happen, then it could happen four times in a minute around the store. So they know it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen with frequency, but they don't know how frequency. It's not on a clock you can predict precisely when. Now you put all of that together and it's shameful of them to try to escape responsibility by hiding behind, well, we didn't have enough time to clean it up. You knew before it hit the floor many times you were not going to have time to pick it up and you knew your paying customers were going to get hurt bad and you get to turn a blind eye and hide behind, well, hey, we didn't have time to do anything about it. And by the way, we have these policies. We have these grossly inadequate, ridiculous policies that were designed to protect them, not their customers, like 
Everybody's job is responsible for always watching the floor. Oh, and by the way, we have someone every 45 minutes walk the store and specifically look. And so that's good enough. And if it happens in between those times, it ain't on us. What do you want us to do? We've been so reasonable. This is just something beyond our reach. Hogwash. If you know all that that I just laid out, then A, you've got an unreasonably dangerous floor. Fix it. If people are going to get hurt in your store on a regular basis and hurt bad because you don't have time to fix it, then you better fix the floor. And I don't mean you got to rip the floor up and replace every floor in every grocery store that chain owns across America. You can get this little grip that doesn't make the cart bump like you're riding down you know, a gravel road. It's almost imperceptible, but it means it can tolerate a little moisture and not become dangerously slippery. I, you, I got a pool out back of my beach house it's, that there are a couple places that get really slick when it's wet because I, I got this really pretty stone out there. It's, it, it's limestone, it's gorgeous. But you know what? When my grandkids are over, I'm worried to death they're going to slip because they're tearing around the pool. I don't care how many times I say, slow down, stop running. You look away for 30 seconds, they, they, they cannot not run, apparently. So I'm fixing to, I, I searched it. You can get it. And I thought, if I can get it, they can get it. This is my, my, my home pool. These people are in the business and they got a dangerous floor. So look, I don't know what the case law is going to hash out. Are they going to say, that's not within the statute. They don't have to do it. I don't know, but I know this. I'm done. Our law firm's done letting them get away with it. We're going to sue them for having an unreasonably defective and dangerous floor and use their defenses against them. They say they don't have time to respond. Then you better respond before it happens and have a floor that can tolerate some moisture that inevitably is going to get there and get there often, albeit you can't predict exactly when because someone's going down and they're going to get hurt because it turns it to ice and they can't protect themselves because they can't see where they're walking, period. I believe that's an absolute 100% winner. But that's my opinion. We're going to find out. But I recommend you consider pleading that in your pleadings. Get out in front of their defense. Beat them to the punch. Head them off at the pass. Now, let me add a couple other pieces to that. If, here's the next argument. If they're not, oh, before we leave that, take a corporate rep. Ask them if they looked into something with the flooring to make it better, safer, less slick every time a little moisture gets on it. There's only two answers, and we can live with both of them. We can win with both. One answer is, no, we never consider. Well, they're cavalier and they don't care. Try that on with the jury. Or they say, yes, we have. And then you say, why didn't you? It's going to be money. So it's either cavalier don't care or greed. Either answer is going to hurt them in front of a jury. So now let's move on. If for some reason, you're going to expose all of your customers to this ultra-hazard danger that isn't like it may happen once in a blue moon. It happens all the time. You better at least have some policies that actually protect people, meaning you better have people out there looking all the time. 
not every 45 minutes or an hour. Stand in front of a jury, take a stopwatch, go three minutes. I'm going to make a prediction. You can't make it standing silently for three minutes with a stopwatch with the jury trying to make the point of how long, let's take 30 minutes is, how long 30 minutes to do one of these sweeps through the store is. Three minutes, I know I've done it, is an eternity of silence standing there with nothing happening, the jury looking at you and the judge looking at you and sweat pouring down your middle of your back because it feels like you've been standing there in silence for an hour. You get to three minutes and then click off and say, now, times that by 10. If they go every hour, times that by 20. That's how long this absolute gonna happen, gonna happen often, very, very dangerous situation is going to sit there unprotected with all those customers. It's outrageous to go that long. You ought to have someone on every two aisles, three aisles, minimum wage, the same you pay the, the people working the bagging and working the cart to help people load. They don't pay them peanuts. You can pay three or four or five of those people to man two or three aisles and your job's to circle and look. Maybe have someone designated in the produce aisle or near the freezers that just works that area. And all they do is check, stare at that floor and check that floor. You would cut the number of injuries down to a tenth or less. Why shouldn't they have to pay for that? Ask a corporate rep that one. One of two answers. We never thought about it. You cavalier don't care. Or we did and we didn't want to spend the money. You're cheap. Second. What about the policy that says everybody in the store when they're moving about the store has got an obligation and a duty and a responsibility to always be checking the floor? Well, here's what I say to that. It is a piece of paper policy designed to protect them, not the customers, because it doesn't work at all. Why? Because of the basic principle. If everyone's responsible, no one's responsible. The bag boy thinks, there's the assistant manager. They're coming behind me. I'm trying to get things on the restock before I, I, I got to go home in 10 minutes. I got to finish. They ain't watching the floor. And the assistant manager says, well, the, the stock stocker's up ahead. He ought to look. I'm a assistant manager. I ain't got time to look. I got more important things. Nobody looks. You know what really happens? Neither of them thinks of either thing. Because that policy was written, buried in a policy book, never enforced, never taught, never treated seriously, and nobody ever watches the floor. You know how you can prove it? Don't just get the eye in the sky footage of your fall. Get as many hours before and after as any point in the store as you can. If it's a big chain, get them from every store if you can. And I had one of our lawyers who took me serious on this. Now we're all doing it. And they pulled seven hours of the footage from the eye in the sky. And they took a seven-hour depot of a corporate rep and made her identify every employee the minute they came into view. And then watched them until they went out of view. And said, I want you to tell me when you see them looking down, it's inspecting the floor. You know how many times in seven painful hours they did? Not once. And I promise you, if you go through the exercise, you're going to repeat, not once. Again, take the corporate rep. Ask them if they ever done that on their own. No is going to be the answer. So you got this policy. Do you bring them in? Do you reteach it? Tell me anytime. Show me documents of anyone that has ever been disciplined or punishment for violating that rule. It's going to be zero 
because it is a piece of paper that's not worth the paper it's written on. It's fluff there. Worse, it's there to give them a defense in a lawsuit when all their customers get hurt. So, when you go through this and you tear it up that way, you show their policies don't work and they know it, that they could fix them and they don't, that they could fix the flooring and they don't. Why? Because they think they got a free pass to hurt customers and make a fortune off that business that's too, too dangerous and causing bad injuries. When we do all of that, then we're going to change the world and their snobby, arrogant, nose in the air, we gotcha, ain't going to be anymore. So get on with me because we. this is a mission of ours. I ask you to get on this mission. They've been getting away with it for too long. So thank you all very much, and I look forward to next time. 